It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor Last Night? My name is Jake Scheidel. This is the only Survivor podcast. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if you did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how's it going today on this Marquesas Monday? Another Marquesas Monday in paradise, Jake. Um, <laughs> it is currently like 85 degrees and humid in Michigan. I love it. I'm going to... Later this week, flee to a state that will have probably the exact same weather. So I'm looking forward to that too. That's always fun when you travel and like it's basically the same place. It doesn't feel different when yeah. you land. Yeah, I remember being a kid uh, and going to Florida once for Disney World. Naturally, um, and ever heard of not it? Realizing, <laughs> oh, dude, Thomas, oh my god, Jake, do you, you ever, Jake, do you, out. when you're like trying to impress people, like let's say like a job interview, or like I know you're uh, you're off the market now, but you know on like a date where you're like, yeah, I've been to Disney World, <laughs> not a big deal, but I've been there. I met Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I, uh, that's right, I did see the duck that wears a Hawaiian shirt. Listed, okay? so uh, yeah, I'm aware of Disney. Listed uh, Gaston as a reference on my resume. <laughs> yeah, you can call Gaston. He wrote a song about me that's all about how I love books. So you know I'm smart. Um, no, I went to Disney World once as a child, not realizing that the temperature in Michigan would not be the same as the temperature in Florida, so I was very confused. Man, uh, when I you got must have been plane. a stu- you must have been a stupid child. How did your parents well, not prevent this from happening? About me. Well, like, how did your parents not tell you? Like that. Honestly, that seems like a failure. On on on. Uh, sorry, I hate to say it, but Tom and Mary do better. Okay, well, my mom is actually still bleeped out of the show, I believe. So, uh, <laughs> for her own <laughs> protection. To... <laughs> Look, okay, so first. She breaks my wrist in the van. Bad news. Second, she doesn't tell me to change clothes in the plane. Yeah, it's like a much lower stakes home alone kind of parental (laughs) neglect where it's like you remember she remembered you like she didn't leave you at home. But uh, but she was like, why is Jake wearing a winter coat to the airport? Oh, well. Surely, well, surely he knows that it's going to be 140 degrees in Orlando. I didn't, I didn't though. I didn't know that because... Did you go there like over spring break? Because that seems like Um, the... That or the winter seems like... Winter's even worse, yeah. So were you like bundled up and you got out there and you were like, what's happening? It's not summer. It was like around Christmas time, I want to say. It was around Christmas time. Uh, You're celebrating Christmas. a lot of fake snow. Celebrating Um, Christmas with the in-laws, the mouse family at at (laughs) Disney World. Yeah, but... That's right. I'm marrying Mickey and Minnie's daughter. No! What I'm implying is one of your parents is that side of the family. You were a child. It would be illegal. I'm not implying that. Okay, Mickey and Minnie's daughter is also a child, so it's fine. <laughs> so it's fine. It's totally cool. It's a great thing to say. <laughs> Listen, stop putting these cuffs on. I'm trying to tell you that they're both kids. It's fine. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. Uh, no, um, Florida is, I don't know. I don't like it. My company has a lot of um, restaurants in Florida, so people have to go to Florida all the time for work. 
uh, and I luckily have never had to. And I we're hope gonna that we're continues. gonna have to bleep out for Jake's safety. We're gonna have to bleep out uh, what the name of uh, the company he works for is that has a bunch of restaurants in Florida, but it rhymes with uh, Balt Fizzney. <laughs> of course, talking Don't about the Disney the Disney Corporation. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, anyway, I, you were saying about uh, the all of the Disney restaurants that are under your <laughs> under your job's purview. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that that has anything to do with what your job is. I'm just saying, you know, people no. draw your own conclusions. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I work in the corporate office and collect packages as they come in. Uh, and you know what? We've got all four seasons here in Chicago. So uh, suck on that, Florida. <laughs> They've got um, all four seasons and Frankie Valley. You stupid bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm getting real I'm good. getting we were talking about being epic earlier and like I think the time <laughs> has come. Everything comes back into style and I think the we're we're getting back into epic territory. We're like compound swears, um, talking about bacon and yeah. uh well. Thomas, you have to remember, the thing about epicness is it, it's cyclical, you know? Like, uh, shit's epic for a few years, and then it's not epic for a few years, and then it's yeah. epic again, and, like, we're luckily in an epic I need my, era. I need my magic, uh, my magic work potion. Oh, I mean coffee. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've had my magic work potion in the morning. Yeah, everyone is gonna, yeah. Potion. It's going to, in like two or three years, everybody is going to be wearing, um, everyone is going to dress like, uh, this will be a good, like almost segue, but, um, uh, everyone is going to dress like Kathy's son on, uh, on this episode of Survivor and, uh, they're all going to be like, like epic bacon guys again. And I'm going to, yeah. and I'm going to realize what it truly means to like age. I'm like, oh, this is just my life now. <laughs> uh, I have to watch more Kathy's... refined versions of all of my generation's mistakes. No, our generation is good, just like the generations after us, and but not any of them before us. Yeah. The ones before my... us are bad. The ones that are us and younger are good. Jumping out of That's a plate glass, jumping out of a plate glass window after my uh, <laughs> my son comes up to me and is like. Hey, I found ra- these Rage comics you guys had were really cool. I'm reading a lot of them. They're they're super all the rage again. <laughs> they're fucking epic, you might say. Yeah, this guy. What else is epic, Thomas? This guy's like a bad. This guy's like a bad friend. He, he wears a hat. The Billie Eilish song. Is that a Billie Eilish song? I feel very old now. Doesn't she have anyway. a song called "Bad Friend"? Yeah, it's a, what, what, sure, whatever, whatever, Grandpa. Well, you know who's a bad friend? Uh, anybody on Survivor Marquesas. We blew through like four different <laughs> transitions, so I just kind of so, threw yeah, it in there. Th- Thomas, then we, yeah, this is what we were left with, so. Not, not an epic transition. No. Uh, did, <laughs> no, did this is, yeah, Survivor? this is a fail. Jake, I think you could say it was a very fail, uh, an fail. epic fail of an intro. Yeah, it was an epic fail. <laughs> La fail. Uh, Thomas, did you watch Survivor Marquesas last night? The folks are born, made to wave the flag. Ooh, they're red, white, and blue. 
Jake, speaking of LaFail, uh, I did watch that last night, but you know what else I watched last night? Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Oh, shit. How have we not talked about this yet? Have okay. you watched it? Yeah, let's have talk you about seen? Space Jam 2. Have you Legacy. seen Space Jam 2? As a matter of fact, I have. Jake, um, my life what is do you think about it? How many basketballs out of 10 would you give it? <laughs> let's see. How many well, slams out of 10? I would say it, I, I would give it one basketball out of 10 because they need one to play the game. That's true. That's uh, a great point. <laughs> Lots of people overlook this. <laughs> Like, if they had zero basketballs, it would be an even worse movie. Like, what the fuck is the point of that movie? What did you think of it, Thomas? Uh, I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it, uh, two slams out of ten. Didn't care for it. And you know what the, the thing is? Like, it is really funny. I think just more distance... And I don't know if it started out kind of ironic, but like... There was a point where, like, the opinion of my generation shifted, or maybe people liked it more than I thought, but I just assumed everybody was like, yeah, Space Jam was, like, a thing we all watched as kids, but it wasn't very good. And now people are, like, offended that they remade it, and it was also bad, where it's like, they're the same movie, they just no. are reflective, no, but they're reflective of their eras. Like, they're, e I think they are equally mm. cynical, like, branding exercises. It's just that, like, we've had, like, almost it's like 25 years now we've had a quarter century of societal decay so we just get a more reflective bad movie um i suppose i think the story of the first space gem made a whole lot more sense than the story of the second one it absolutely like, did it was a very so i mean it was I guess it wasn't that simple because it was yeah the the classic hero's journey of uh being kidnapped uh by uh, uh, Danny DeVito in an alternate cartoon universe, and uh, also maybe you have to be a slave at a carnival forever. And who who hasn't been in that position and had to win a basketball game in order to? It's relatable. I um I thought it was very stupid. The Space Jam Two: A New Legacy, uh, and I wish I hadn't watched it. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was my main takeaway, was, like, I wish I hadn't spent two hours of my life doing this. And I, I watched it, you know, I didn't pay any extra money to watch it. I have HBO Max. I watched it with two other people who were there to share the burden with me, so that was definitely... So even in, like, the best I also watched it with two other people. All right. That's, it was me and uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, I, mean, I didn't want to name drop. Michael B. Jordan. That was one of, like, the two good jokes in the movie. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me, because who was, who was that, Daffy Duck, who got Michael B. Jordan? Uh, I believe it was Sylvester that got him. Whatever. They're all the same to me. Uh, they, so they were, whichever one, they were obviously in the first one, so they know what Michael Jordan looks like, Right. And then they just see a different guy named Michael Jordan, and they're like, this is the guy. Well, I think, one, the joke is that Sylvester is kind of stupid. And two, oh, the, relatable. He, he does say something like, oh, sorry, it's been 25 years. I thought you were aging gracefully or something like that. Like, he does reference that. Yeah. The he thing knows is, who regular Jordan, Michael Jordan is. 
Michael look, Jordan and Michael B. Jordan don't really look anything alike. Jake, there was so little else going on in that movie that, like, this was the closest thing. There was one, like, legitimately funny joke in it, and I'm interested to oh? see if you know what it is. It is a sight gag that is very early in the movie where, um... Oh, wait, you know what? There is one other scene I actually kind of liked that I'll mention after this, but I think this oh, is wow. the best joke, which is well, the... You did give it two slams out of ten, so... I did give it two, and, and like, this is, this is, the, this is where the, the, the extra slam comes from, but, um, the, uh, the, there's a point where they, they have to steal Marvin Martian's spaceship, and Marvin is shooting that with a ray, and he's adjusting the ray settings... So it's like shrink ray, like death ray, and then there's one that's just Charles, comma Ray. Oh yeah, that was kind of funny. I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny joke. Um, that's something I would expect from like Animaniacs. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, that was one question I had. Where were the Animaniacs? I don't know. Um, somebody pointed out, and, and I think this is a great point. Is I I do wonder how long. Maybe maybe these won't get divided up because it seems like like IP properties are just sort of slowly condensing further and further, but like the amount of conflicting like IP properties they have in this, if like one sale happens, no one will ever be able to watch this movie again. You won't be able to show it anywhere because of rights disputes. And I hope that happens for everyone involved. You know who I really hope that it happens for Don Cheadle. What just like, Everything like they had, they made him dress like Cisco for half the movie, uh, and then like, oh, I actually did kind of like that his stupid name was Algae Rhythm. Like I was actually kind of into that, but um, okay. But just like the entire premise of his character was stupid. The weird CGI basketball version of him at the end of it was uh, legitimately like disturbing. And, um, not in the way that they, I don't think they intended it to be that way, but, um, just, e- just everything, man. Uh, the, also, uh, the, I think this has the worst 3D animation I've ever seen in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. it is the most upsetting. I think the, the s- perfectly smooth Elmer Fudd that they have, who has, like, two facial animations, like, his face barely moves. It's fucking weird. Like, he will haunt mm-hmm. my nightmares. Him and the, the Lola is terrifying lola is empowered now she's yeah it's girl girl boss lola it's, um, it's good girl boss lola is which good. lola kind of always was she was just the 90s version of that in uh in the first one but um but the, yeah they had to make her epic she had to be doing epic oh my uh God. that was that was honestly i'm glad we're talking about being epic because that kind of was the theme of the movie yeah this Can was like if, about how this epic was like if lola Re- was this is like if there was okay. So the, the the premise of the movie is that uh, LeBron James's son. It's also way more complicated than it needs to be. But uh, LeBron James's mm-hmm. son likes making video games, and LeBron because uh, his coach when he was like twelve admonished him for playing Game Boy on the bench because he wasn't you know fully committed to basketball. Is like being an overbearing parent to make his kid play basketball when his kid wants to make video games which is also an insane thing because like if i were lebron i'd be like hey you know you can make like the nba has a union and we all make a lot of money and uh <laughs> video game uh video game developers uh for like half of their development cycles have to work like 100 hour weeks so like don't do this 
but, yeah, but you know whatever he's he's not letting his kid do the thing his kid wants and then yeah. also he's being pitched a movie thing that's basically the Seinfeld vision plot from 30 Rock where there's a Warner Brothers AI that is like anthropomorphic played by Don Cheadle named Algae Rhythm this movie also mm-hmm. doesn't understand what algorithms are. It's it's like algorithms are f- uh, fully formed AIs, and um, oh, was LG Rhythm not a fully formed AI? No, I'm saying the movie thinks that when it's that's not what an algorithm is. It's like a formula. Oh, sure. it's not a guy. It's not a guy inside of a computer that does stuff for you. <laughs> There's guys in my computer. Yeah, it's literally like if you. It's like if someone explained. If someone was, like, explained a part of a TV and you were like, oh, so it's basically like there's a little man in there. It's like, it's not <laughs> what I said to you at all. Yeah. But, uh, just a but any, any, anyway, whatever. He, he, he's trying to be free from uh, the, the server uh, farm at Warner Brothers. Serververse. Um, and he's going to do it through LeBron James because LeBron James is... Uh, is like a LeBron star, I guess. Famous. It yeah, it was very much like he has millions of social media followers. Like it was basically just like, all right, go, do the LeBron brand montage for three minutes, and uh, yeah, then they um in order to get his son back from also the implications of the the Don Cheadle thing. Don Cheadle basically kidnaps LeBron rejects the idea of the algorithm. Algae um, rhythm. Well, no, that's him. I'm talking about the algorithm. I'm not talking about algae rhythm. Uh, he's the he's the face of it. I'm talking about what it actually does. Uh, it mm. like it basically just like scans people and puts them into existing properties. So it's like there's like a montage of LeBron like being Mister Freeze and shooting Batman, some other That's similarly cool. stu- stupid bullshit. And um, and then LeBron is like, rightfully one of the only good things in the movie. LeBron is like, this seems really stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's what he and, should have said about the whole movie honestly. Yeah, yeah And then uh, Al G. Rhythm gets mad about it And so he decides to groom LeBron James' son Yeah The implications of it were fucking weird Yeah I was very hard to follow I did not like it uh, I thought I had a lot more fun watching this week's episode of Survivor Marquesas, which was called Marquesian Vacation. What do you think of that episode title? I'll say I like it a lot. Yeah, pretty good. We've been saying all, all season, this one feels much more like a vacation than any other season. Uh, and this week they were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is. Uh, first aired May 9th, 2002. Thomas, I have to ask you, how old would you have been on May 9th, 2002? May 9. Oh, boy. Let me... Sorry, I gotta mm-hmm. do some do mental math. math. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that I was 10 years old. Oh, that's crazy, because I would have been 11 years old at this point. Uh, last week's episode received 19.6 million viewers and saw the crime reporter Tammy get voted out, your favorite person. Uh, I was a little, bu- I was a little think- bummed about it. Do you think that increased or decreased the viewership? I'm going to say people were pissed. I'm going to say... What was the uh, previous week's again? 19.6. And remember, I'm you were in two or four thousand last week, so... 19.5. Lost exactly 100,000 people. 
Um, no, actually, people were happy she left because it's now up to 20.83 million viewers. Damn! People hated yeah. Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, she's gone. I can tune in again. Uh, okay, we start off at camp, and Kathy is talking about how hard it is being away from her family. Then Pascal asks, how many years does it take to get to 900 hours? I actually really liked this moment with Pascal. This was nice, even though it was, like, him doing the rent thing. Or, like, it's Pascal's nice version. It's Pascal's nice... 900? Hmm? It's Pascal's nice version of the Scott Steiner, uh, the numbers don't lie promo. Where it's like, uh, you've only got two-thirds chance of, uh, of meeting your friends in real life. So you add that together with the other 33%. Numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for me on this island, away from my family. <laughs> sure. No, it was it was very much just like you. I, I think it is a good point that like it is they're all going through a very intense experience together, and they're spending all day with each other over condensed periods. So like it is like a very intense relationship. Yeah, he he misses home, but then realizes once he goes home, he will miss everybody from his tribe. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And then we get into this reward challenge. Jeff offers them a phone call home, but then says, guess what? I'm going to do you one better. And it's the loved ones visit our favorite segment. Actually, Thomas, I, I like say. I liked bitchy I liked, Jeff being like, not giving you a phone call. Yeah. Maybe I some other time. Way, I liked the way they did this one, uh, as opposed to modern seasons where there's like a 10 minute interview where it's like, the thing about a brother and a sister is neither one of you is the parent. Uh, yeah, and Jeff asking questions like that where it's like, pretty good to see your husband, right? <laughs> is that, like, is thanks, that Jeff. Just let them cry. And then, yeah, then they show a montage of everyone crying for like 10 yeah. minutes. We get so it. Mom, you love your family. Nalia's mom, Rebecca, comes out. Kathy's son, Pat, comes out. The general's sister, Diana, comes out, um, which I found odd because... Like, where was Shaq? Why wouldn't, Why didn't Shaq come? Yeah, it's fucked up that Shaq wasn't... Shaq was in the... Uh, this was in May. Shaq was uh, in the NBA playoffs. That's why. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had a scheduling conflict. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He was probably the first choice for the general, but since he couldn't make it, the system yeah. came. Lakers uh, Lakers won the title that year, so he had, he had to stay focused. Yeah. Uh, Sean's friend, Daryl showed up the sepia's husband leander and pascal's wife beverly shout out uh, to leander then, by the way who seemed very cool yeah he's a cool guy with a cowboy hat love a guy with a cowboy hat uh the loved ones have to step on spots until there are no spots left that's a really good description of the challenge i think yeah i think it's uh yeah i mean i don't think you even need to go into further detail i think everyone knows mm-hmm. what you're talking about um what i really liked about this challenge was that they could not touch their loved one until they had been eliminated from the challenge yeah and then as soon as somebody won they all had to leave this is uh what's known in the industry as edging jeff is an expert (laughs) at it so pat wins and gets to hang out with his mom kathy at the rest of the camp uh so that's pretty exciting for pat Kathy won't be saying ack, ack, ack tonight because her son is there. Isn't that nice? Yep, her son who uh, looks like AJ Soprano. 
Like, I love her. It's like, her son, like, seemed very, very nice, but, like, he was the most early 2000s looking man I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just like, basically, if you showed him, it'd be like, what year is this? I would be like, 2002. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kathy's very excited to have him there, though. They put him to work, and Pat says that he would much rather be at home watching TV on his couch. Hell yeah. See? AJ <laughs> Soprano. I've never watched The Sopranos, and I never will. I've already seen the ending. So yeah, it like, spoils the everything. Point, yeah? The thing about that ending is it spoils everything about the show. <laughs> we find, uh, it, we find out, who, yeah, it's, it's him being like, oh, so the polar bear was, uh, was the metaphor, and we were in purgatory, and it's like, damn it! Yeah, that's right, though. That is right. Um, in a talking head, Vesepi is horny for her husband. Uh, I thought that was very fun. Love it. Great. <laughs> Pascal reflects on himself and has come to appreciate his life. And then he says he's from the greatest country on earth, uh, which we agree with, Mr. Biden. We all agree. Greatest country on earth. Please don't come for us. Right? Yeah, we've built USA. back better. We're going to yep, build back be even better. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I like beavers, Americans. I do appreciate. I, I think it is a very American thing to center the part of because, like, you're living in a remote thing, you know, like like remote conditions. But to it, it's very American to be like, well, the only place you can live in comfort that this would be a unique experience is America because we're so blessed. And it's like, but I think that. I think that is not, like, an active thing. What I'm trying to say is, like, I think the sentiment of this was nice. I think it just is a thing that's instilled in you as an American, that whenever you're referring to a situation like that that's, like, rustic or different from your experience, you have to be like, well, in America is the greatest country on Earth. So, like, yeah. it's crazy that we would be in this position, but, like, it's illuminating. Yeah. But anyway, regard all... regardless of that, what I'm trying to say is I thought this was nice. I thought it was nice of him to be, like, you know, you... Like, you you do take a lot of things for granted and Survivor is very good at sort of putting things in perspective. Yes. Speaking of which, the, the sepia says that line almost exactly says that she has learned to not take things for granted. I liked when she described the butts of a bread loaf. Yep. She's like, you've got like three at three pieces at the end or you just throw them away. <laughs> you do. Uh, Kathy then tries to talk to Pat about what her next move should be, if she should switch alliances. Do you think Kathy should switch alliances at this point? I feel like Kathy's kind of like... I don't know that she is like that firmly in an alliance to begin with. She's kind of like her own force of gravity in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... I I think she's great. I'm really enjoying seeing Kathy. You still feel like she's winning? Yes. All right. Uh, the next morning, Pat wakes up and says he did not enjoy sleeping on their bamboo raft, and then he leaves. Uh, Shaq's friend. I would have also <laughs> been miserable. I would have been out of there so fast. Been like what my would ass it take? was on fire. Thomas, I know you've said time and time again you don't want to play Survivor for whatever reason, but what would it take for you? to go to the island and play this game? Uh, it a would million take... dollars? Uh, it would take whatever the appearance fee for the first... Uh, 
for the f- the first week is, and then actually no, because I would get more appearances if I did it this way. And I think this is what I was thinking. Uh, as- put me in a situation where I get to be on the jury, even if I'm the first person voted off, and then I would deliberately be the first person voted off, and then I would just get to hang out at Ponderosa, and then get to be on the jury, and it would rule. Well, Thomas, um, the situation you're describing is Edge of Extinction. Uh, that's what happened with Reem, remember? She was the first no, person but, voted out. No, was... but no, 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 no. This is, <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a very clear distinction between this and that. I do not have to be on a remote island in order to get to be on the jury. I'm saying I flame out round one, and I immediately get to go hang out with production, eat a bunch of good food, and then hang out with everybody that gets voted off, and then vote on the jury. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm not suffering. I'm not having any kind of transformative experience. I'm going there for one week. I'm failing all the challenges, and I'm getting voted off. Would you say, Thomas? It's been one week since you looked at food. <laughs> yes. I'll go one week, and I'll be like, "Damn, this is crazy." Anyway, I'm gonna go eat burgers for thirty straight days. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Uh, Shaq's friend feels vulnerable because he's the last person left of his alliance. And then Kathy asks him if it'll be Pascal and Nalia in the final two. Do you think it'll be Pascal and Nalia in the final two? I don't. Who do you think it will be? I think it'll be Kathy and, uh, I'll say, I'll say Vesepia. Okay. We're getting close. We'll see soon. Uh, no one is trusting Nalia's nice girl persona. I don't know. It's, it's such a weird, like, nobody's going to act like that in a menacing way. Like, that's a genuine thing, you know? Well, the thing like, is, nice like, if everybody... Nice. Yeah, I mean, she is, but I do think she kind of plays it up a little bit. I think she mm. does strategically just try and be like, oh, God, well, like, how could I be strategizing? I'm so nice. I'm too nice to be playing. Uh... <laughs> And uh, I think she definitely, like, she would not still be in the game if she hadn't. Like, I think the thing with her and Pascal is genuine, but I think that she's, like, absolutely milking it to stay in the game. Yeah. Uh, Then at the immunity challenge, uh, they have to shoot slingshots at each other's tiles. Uh, Another good challenge. Great challenge. And also a really good description of the challenge. Uh, Pascal is the first one out, uh, and then all of the men are eliminated one by one. So the women do the chick dance after eliminating all of the men. <laughs> I thought that's was right. <laughs> I, just I, like I, we I deserve. Like, he ruthlessly like slaughtered. Like, they knew exactly what the dance they needed to do and everything. It was great. Uh, so it comes down to Vesepia and Nalia and Vesepia wins immunity. How, how are you feeling? You know, you're rooting for Vesepia at this point. Uh, pretty good. She's not getting voted off that, that week, so that's good. Yeah. Any day above ground, Jake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At camp, Shaq's friend isn't going to try to suck up to anybody. I like, I like that approach. Just like, you know what? I, I fucking know what's going to happen. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> You're not uh, going to get... Camp- the thing is, like, that has literally never worked. If you're, like, very clearly the vote, sucking up to people does not work. The only thing that you can do is if you have some sort of, like, long-shot power play. Like, that's that's the only thing you can do. You can't just be like, hey, I'm nice. Hey, we've been cool. I love uh, you. Yeah. You should... Please, 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 please. <laughs> please. Oh, uh, God, please. 
so Kathy is now targeting Pascal and Nalia, it sounds like, and then they, uh, they have to go off and hike to Tribal Council. They were still hiking to Tribal Council at this point. I thought that's so cool. Why don't they do that anymore? I think it's cool, but I think at a certain point it got old. I think it's like, this seems kind of ridiculous that we're still doing this. Hmm. Well, you know, it's not called Survivor for nothing. So, get to it. My thought is with some of that stuff is like, maybe they had too many, like, maybe on set there were too many people in danger from being exhausted and they were like, we can't keep doing this. Like, somebody, like, we're going to get a real lawsuit. Yeah, that's probably it. Or it's just too much work for production. For them, it could for be like that too. Yeah, show. it can always be that they're lazy. Like that yeah. is absolutely a possibility. Uh, okay, let's talk about these wildlife shots. Alive. We had a skink. Always happy to see a skink. We also Who got. Are you calling a skink? We also Still got skink humor. S- you come here for the skink humor. Uh, we got some ants eating a dead wasp, which was very cool. Uh, I believe those ants are something called Cardiocondyla ameri. Uh, and if you want to spell that, you can figure it out. It's uh, Again, Google is free. Uh, these ants are believed to be native to Africa, but have been introduced to warm climates across the world. They're a small yellowish ant that preys on small, soft-bodied insects and scavenges the remains of larger insects. But, Thomas, solid food is rarely brought back to the colony. Instead, it is regurgitated throughout the colony. Hell yeah. Me and the homies are all puking into each other's mouths. Uh, They don't forage Anywhere the surface temperature is below 70 degrees, they have both winged and wingless males, but it goes beyond that because they also have what is known as a half-male, half-worker ant, and also a half-male, half-queen ant. So, these are some pretty interesting guys. You know? Yeah, they seem pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. You know... I I've no, I don't like wing dance. I'm just going to put that on the record. Oh, Seems like fair. cheating. They're, they're very scary. Uh, final fact about this ant. Uh, one colony can have multiple queens. Maybe that's why they have half male, half queen ants. You know, you know where that's also true? On Earth. <laughs> Tell me. Because uh, all women are queens. All women are queens. We are uh, the Survivor's top tier feminist podcast. Uh, so tell, tell all your female friends, tell all the females, you know, yeah, we want to thank all the female fans and all of the, all of the other fans too. Um, and, uh, uh, Jake, this is not related to that at all. Uh, we're moving on from thanking the fans, but, uh, what's your favorite fat boy slim song? Um, that uh, really popular one. Yeah. Which one is that? Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the you've got me like the whatever you know uh, yeah anyway i was uh, mine is probably the rockefeller skink praise you is the one i was thinking of yeah well no i was because they had the song called the rockefeller skank yeah i see that now um mine is uh probably praise skink <laughs> good one thanks 
Um, Rockefeller Sync, that's funny. That's a good joke, Thomas. Okay, so Could then, be an episode uh, title, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Uh, what, say it again? <laughs> the Rockefeller Skink. Okay. I'll write it down. The Rockefeller Skink. I mean, if you call it out in the episode, it's it's actually a rule of this podcast. It's the only rule of this podcast. <laughs> but if you say that's the episode title, it has to be. We're the, we're the, um... The Prison Break Season 3 Prison of Podcasts. We only have one rule. We have no rules except the one rule, which is if you have an episode title you like, you have to drop a chicken bone on it. Yep. And fights with uh, the death. <laughs> so at Tribal Council, Jeff asks them about gamesmanship, and Kathy says the masks are not off. Kathy should be a uh, judge on The Masked Singer. Talking about masks yeah. this much. Uh, the general who is it? Pers- she'd be like, she'd be like, is it? Is it Michael Jordan? And then it would be her son. <laughs> she'd be like, ah, is it Michael B. Jordan? Uh, I do think it's very funny that Michael B. Jordan just has the same name as Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny that someone named Michael Jordan got famous other than Michael Jordan. Yeah. You would think Michael Jordan, like, that name is retired, like, they retire basketball numbers. My thought, honestly, though, like, thinking about it, and I'm sure this is the case, I always assumed he went by Michael B. Jordan because, like, just going by Michael Jordan would be, you know, you want to distinguish yourself. But I think the reason that he might go by Michael B. Jordan is because when you join the Screen Actors Guild, if somebody was in there with your name before you, you have to either add, like, a middle name or, like, some sort of hyphenated thing or something. So, you know, to distinguish that you're two different people that are members of the union. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is probably a member of SAG because he <laughs> has acted in Space Jam and commercials. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So I think Michael B. Jordan had to because he's in the same actor's union as Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, his given name is Michael Jordan. He was born in 1987. Oh, so he's probably literally named after Michael Jordan. Probably. Because Michael Jordan started playing in right around there, right? Yeah, the, no, many people don't know that the, uh, the B in Michael B. Jordan stands for Bulls. <laughs> I thought it stood for basketball. <laughs> Michael Basketball Jordan. Yeah, but not, not the basketball player. Don't get confused. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, I'm not, it's not basketball, Michael Jordan. It's Michael Basketball Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Basketball Jordan is also a really good episode title. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, okay. The general's first impression of Vesepia was, nice lady. <laughs> I think that's good. I agree. I think, yeah. Uh, Sean says that he is most impressed with Nalia. Uh, so that's good, too. Then they all vote, and Shaq's friend gets all the votes except for his own. He voted for Sean, so I hope you got your insurance, because no chance anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he took out a policy of survivor insurance. Yeah. A lot of talking about Survivor here today, Thomas. Season four, remember. Uh, But you add a one to that, you got season 41. That's right, season 41 of Survivor has officially been announced are you excited i'm very excited what are you expecting what are you hoping for jeff probe said this is a new era of survivor no theme just 
the number forty. I like I like the I like the no theme. I like not having a theme. I think that's a great mm-hmm. start. I think it would be really funny as if he if if he was like new. It is nice that they kind of had a little bit of time to. I feel like they just don't have enough time to really plan interesting stuff half the time because the production cycle is so crazy. But like having a little extra time to really like re-examine what they're doing is probably good. But I also think it would be really funny is like if if they did the um the whole like rebuilding from the ground up like this is a new survivor for a new era and it was just exactly the same it's like all the same reuse challenges all the same production stuff all the like 17 different advantages you can win yeah <laughs> like, we yeah. just took a year off all of the um, things that people hated the most like every single gimmick people hated is a part of it so we're doing the- healers heroes and hustlers too <laughs> We, uh, so far we know that, uh, in order to get Flint for your tribe, you will have to win it at a challenge. And if you don't win the challenge, you have to give Jeff the Flint back. Love it. So that's pretty good. Uh, not enough me overtly mean like flourishes like that on the show anymore. Jeff is like really promoting that this is going to be really hard season. So, so he's going to be like weird, passive aggressive Jeff again, which is what I want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, new season of Survivor isn't the only new season that was announced this week. Uh, oh, that's going to start in September something. I don't know. Uh, but starting in August is not only my niece or nephew's life, but also a new season of The Challenge. Did you see? The preview for the new season of the challenge. I didn't. Thomas. I did not watch it. I saw that there was a preview for it, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, did you catch the uh, title of the season? Uh, I don't remember what it was. Well, uh, you might recall last season was like a spy theme. So this one is like a sequel, and it is called "Spies, Lies." And allies. Love it. It's pretty good, right? Spies, lies, or allies. Nobody, nobody spies for free. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. That starts August 11th. But we're not going to cover that because we don't have time before the new uh, Survivor starts. Survivor 41. Um, so, in the meantime, between this ending of Marquesas in a few weeks and... Some Survivor 41, we are going to be... I love that, I love that by the way. Thank you. I thought of that a few days ago, and I was like, I've really got to get it in somehow. Um, we're going to be doing a season that I've been wanting to do since the very beginning of this show, 700 years ago. We're going to be starting Gabon after Marquesas, which is apparently a fever dream Gabon's- of... Yeah, season. pretty wild season. I, I remember hearing that. Do you know anything about Gabon, Thomas? I don't. I don't. Other than that, it has a reputation for being crazy. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> I'm excited to. It's nice to go into something not not knowing everything. Yeah, I can't. Oh man, you're gonna get a real kick out of the. Don't look anything up, but you're gonna get a real kick out of the uh, merged tribe name. It's so funny. It's so good. Uh, Thomas, what's your Twitter? You can follow me at Tom.tom. Um, I'm going to be talking about the NBA draft a lot because it's happening soon. So I apologize in advance. 
But I, I talk right. about other stuff sometimes, too. But this week and the next week and, I don't know, forever, we're going to have the uh, number one pick, uh, the Detroit Pistons. That's right. And we're taking a guy named Cade Cunningham, uh, who is, uh, from what I understand, a very good basketball player. He's kind of like the mask of basketball players. The mask? Anytime, yeah, he does have like that, that like somebody stop me attitude, you know? I thought the mask of basketball was Rip Hamilton. Actually, the mask of basketball is the mask. I'm talking about, of course, the... Oh, that, that was Jake. Another thing about um, Space Jam that was great was all of the people in the, like, Party USA quality costumes on the sideline oh. of the game. Like, the guy in the, like, green face man, like, mask costume or, like, jokey guy, and it's, like, the Joker. Like, it's it, really, like, I cannot overstate how bad all of the costuming was. <laughs> Did not need any of it. It could have just been LeBron and the Looney Tunes play basketball. That's all we wanted. Not enough references, Jake. They have to do a bunch of references. And, uh, we do love references. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at DYWSLN. That is the initials of the show. Did you watch Survivor last night? Um, or on Instagram, it's the only Survivor podcast. That's the tagline or whatever the fuck those are called. Uh, because we are the only Survivor podcast, so thanks for listening. Can we thank the fans here, Thomas? Well, I already thank the fans, but thank you, fans. Oh. Well, now you've been thanked twice, so you better appreciate it and leave us an iTunes review. Give us that boilerplate review, Thomas. This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Five stars, oh, please. Oh, yeah, that's a very important detail. Um, Jake, don't forget well, to plug our Patreon. Oh, yeah, we got three shows on Patreon that you can get uh, coming in at a cool $10,000 a month. It's just Joey. Coming in at a cool $15,000 a month. It is just in sync, I believe. And at 20000 you can get those two. And also, just Justin, where we talk about Justin Timberlake. Um and I think that the tier after, like, because the basic tier is just Joey. I think the yeah. tier after it should should be called not just Joey. <laughs> Why? Because it's a tier where you get just Joey, but you don't only get just Joey. Oh, sure. Not just Joey. I get it. Not it's just good. Joey, but also, but also <laughs> just in sync. in sync. You're right. We should change the name of that podcast from... Just in sync to not just Joey, but also in sync. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we've mentioned the humidity. We've mentioned the heat. Uh, so it's only the time. It's time. It's time now to say, have a great summer. Deuces. Got out of town on a boat going to Southern Islands. Sailing the reach for a following sea. She was making for the trades on the outside And the downhill run to Papa Day Off the wind on this heading line of the Marquesas You got 80 feet of a waterline Nicely making way In a noisy bar in Avalon But on a midnight watch I realized Why twice you ran away
How about that? Uh, how about that ending? I like that you. It, I think it sounded more like you were gonna be like, "I'm having heat stroke." <laughs> I can't form coherent oh, thoughts. Fuck! You know what I should have done? I should be like, but that's all, folks." Yeah, you could like have done a ship. cool rap. Oh, that was bad too. God, that's so much. Pretty, it's pretty dumb bad. Shit. The, so the thing that's funny about that, that is it. It has like a really embarrassing, like cartoon rapping scene, and that's not like one of the 10 worst sequences in the movie <laughs> i was so di- i like i knew the rap scene would be bad i didn't realize it would be that bad do you remember when they did an mc hammer reference at one point oh no i think i missed that where bugs 
was dressed like MC Hammer, and then he did a "You Can't Touch This" joke. Oh, that's great! It's twenty twenty one. Nothing like an MC Hammer joke. I'm so glad I never have to watch that movie again. Yeah, I don't. I the thing is, like, I don't. Other than like the couple days after seeing it, like, I do think I will just largely forget about it. Yeah. I don't think, it's not bad enough that it'll stick with me. It's just bad. It's bad and it's nonsensical, so I'm not going to waste brain power thinking about it. No. I'm not not on the limitless pill. Thinking about that shitty uh, background in, like, the the WB-verse, that stupid, like, blue and and pink. uh... Oh, shit, was that bisexual lighting? I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Don Cheadle is a bi, yeah, Algae Rhythm is a bi icon. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, anyway, the yeah, the like shitty like PlayStation menu screen that he's hanging out in for most of it. Yeah. Also, remember when he was dressed like Steve Jobs? That was stupid. I, I forgot about that until. Why did they make Don it, Cheadle be in this movie? I don't know. I. I'll, you know, I'll tell you how the check cleared. Yeah. Um, was it JB Smoove? Or somebody who was like, I, sh- I signed on to Shark Week thinking it was Shark Tank. Yes, that's great. I imagine it must have been a similar situation for Don Cheadle. I think, well, I think with Don Cheadle, he was like, it's probably not going to be good, but like my kids will like it, and I get to hang out with LeBron James for a while. Yeah, I would be in a bad movie to hang out with LeBron James. Why not? Yeah, he seems like he's having fun. Yeah, I guess. The, the issue with LeBron I have, though, is, like, he doesn't let his son just be him, you know? Yeah, he doesn't let him do him. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate. I also, I want to know how much uh, E3 paid to have their fucking logo in the movie. Oh, did they? Taking you to E3 camp, son. Great. What a di- like, that's probably going to be, like, the biggest movie of the year. It was such a disappointment. <laughs> I, I I wasn't a disappointment though. Like, why would it be good? There were no expectations. Like, it was always going to be bad. Um, I was expecting just a, a clean game of basketball with LeBron James and uh, the Looney Tunes and the Modern Monsters. I think that was maybe the worst thing about it was the framing of it as being a part of his son's stupid game that he made. Is that like? Yes. It was, like, an even, like, that's already a cartoony version of basketball, and then they had, like, the really dumb, like, instead of having, like, the monsters that are like them, they have, like, the really busy animated, like, the Clay Thompson one, it was, like, impossible to tell what was going on on screen when he was there, because he was just doing a bunch of stupid bullshit, and, like, the snake Diana Taurasi looked like shit. Also, there was that point where... While they're, like, congratulating each other, Snake Diana Taurasi starts to, like, constrict Dom James. But it's, like, it's like a congratulatory thing. I thought that was weird. Yeah. I didn't like how we didn't get any uh, character development for the modern Monstars. The Goon Squad. I was like, what were they called? Yeah, where where are... Like where where is Moron where does Moron Mountain factor into all of this? Because this right. this movie acknowledges that Space Jam happened. Yes. Twenty five years the ago. The monsters are literally in the movie. So like yeah, why were they not involved? 
Because at the end of that movie, weren't they friends? Because they realized that they had been being manipulated by Danny DeVito. So, like, couldn't the Monstars have come to play for the Toon Squad? You know, there's a lot of things they could have done with this movie. Just feel like they left a lot on the table there, uh... You know, but they had to have that Matrix scene in there and the Austin Powers scene, so I understand there's yeah. just, you know, there's no fat to trim there. Yeah. There's just no space. I mean, you know, they, they really had to open things up for Space Jam 3. Oh no, so here I we think- go again. Remember when they, had, they made it seem like Bugs was dying and he said, that's all, folks? Ugh. I had the same reaction to that, except I actually had to know the context of it than when I've seen the... Uh, Goofy dying in Kingdom Hearts, and then Mickey going, they'll pay for this! Where it's just the most overtly ridiculous thing imaginable. I don't, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) There's already, they're already talking about a third one. I mean, this made money, so yeah, they'll do it, and it'll probably be even worse. Yeah. It... Just, I wish, I wish I'd been cool. <laughs> like, so much of it was just, like, hanging out in a computer. Like, who cares? Well, the, all of the LeBron-centric stuff from it being that LeBron is a bad dad is, like, a weird thing to frame your movie around. Yeah. And also, like, I don't give a shit about his family. I'm sorry. I do not care about LeBron James's family. Mm-mm. I don't either. Who would be... Who would be the, um, oh, um, Malcolm D. Lee, the director, wants The Rock to be the star in the third one. Yeah, it's, he would do it. Dwayne Johnson would be an interesting choice. It would be different. I'm not exactly sure what his skill set would be. Maybe he goes back to wrestling. That might be interesting. Yeah. Well, Jake, I've got it right here. Space Slam. That'd be good. Other people said Naomi Osaka. I get sure. Oh, She's not famous enough. Like you, they need to be like LeBron or Jordan famous. So well, like the Rock Thomas, would work. Did you know that there was a post-credit scene where Lola Bunny was uh, shaking hands with her? That's cool. Um, she's just not like they could do it with Sir. If they if you were gonna do it with that sort of thing, it would be Serena Williams. But like, yeah, yeah. That would be good. I hope they don't make a Well, No, it wouldn't. No version of this movie is good. Although the original is good, comparat- comparatively. Yeah, but uh, not comparatively. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you make a compelling point. 